Welcome to the Coaching Connection Podcast, brought to you by the Gateway Training Center, the home for all of your life coach training needs. I am Katie Rushton, educator and your trusted friend in the coaching world. I am here to share with you best practices, coaching examples, and tools to help you on your professional coaching journey. When I was in my undergrad program, I took a course called the Helping Relationships course. This class is somewhat of a precursor to help decide if you want to go to grad school and become a therapist. You learn some foundational skills such as empathic listening, different types of questions, and a model called the Egan's model. This class was very eye-opening for me. The teacher, Dr. Kevin Galbraith, he taught us something that really impacted me that day about how each of us have such a divine personality that nobody will apply the skills that we're learning in the exact same way. And it's our personality that will make us different from anybody else in terms of, you know, with the reference of being a therapist, no two people are alike in that regard. The gift that that gave me was the ability to let go of comparison. When I was in primary school, long time ago, (laughs) I remember creating this saying, I am me and no other, and no other is me. And there I was, 25-ish years later, being reminded that that's okay, and that's the way that it's meant to be. What I have noticed since training coaches is that it's so easy for people to compare themselves to others that they get to work with. It can be in relation to skill level, how the skills are applied, confidence, and it manifests in sayings such as, I'm not as good as you, you're so empathic, you just seem to know what to say. And we tell ourselves these stories and we get stuck in narrative loops that we replay again and again and again. And before you know it, you convince yourself that you will never be a good enough coach. You will never be good enough to be a coach, to put yourself out there as a coach. That is the type of story that people create as they watch other people who they perceive are better than them. And then what happens is the partner or the the others in the group will respond and say, no, no, you're amazing. I'm not very good at this and you're so good at that. And before you know it, you have a group of people all trying to validate one another and lift them up while putting themselves down and not believing in their, their ability to learn. That's describing a fixed mindset, whereas we want to cultivate a growth mindset. As I studied confidence and how to improve confidence, and as I strive to help others increase their confidence, something that I teach is this idea of the confidence cycle, where there's confidence in yourself, and then there's task confidence. In essence, task confidence is self-efficacy. It's having the belief that you can achieve something, that you can do something. As you increase your task confidence, 
and your ability to learn and apply a certain skill, that increases your confidence. And as your self-confidence increases, you have the strength and the foundation to put more energy and belief into your task confidence. And then you create this flowing cycle that is consistently moving the dial to help you remind yourself (laughs) and to choose to be confident. And that's another thought too. What if confidence is not an emotion? What if it's a choice? A number of years ago, Harvard Business Review released a study about motivation and how motivation comes after you've made the choice to act. I remember when I read this study, asking myself if the same principle applies for confidence. I want to invite you to think about confidence in a slightly different manner. For example, one of the definitions I found about confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. The word that I want to draw your attention to is appreciation. What skills and abilities can you appreciate right now about how you coach? Appreciation may just be the key that you need to unlock the potential and confidence within you. Please do not wait until you feel confident to start coaching and sharing your gift with others. Because when you wait on such an emotion, you miss out on a bundle of others that may be more important. Love, joy, purpose, meaning, compassion, grace, sharing, shared meaning, togetherness, other feelings that are linked to what you value, I'm sometimes surprised at just how many people are surprised when I tell them that I get nervous. The response is often, you came across so confident. Yes, I imagine I did. And that's because I don't focus on being confident. It's something that is a byproduct of the other emotions and the mindset that I'm operating from. When that comes to coaching and teaching, my belief is it's not about me. It's about the person that I'm working with. It's about the people that I'm teaching. Or if I'm speaking, then it's about the audience. It's about the one that I hope my message is for. How I come across, yes, it's important, but it's not about being confident. Sometimes it's about being vulnerable. It's truly about connection. And when it comes to task confidence, I promise you, as you are dedicated for the long term, that will come. The more you coach, the more you learn, the more that you work with other coaches to get feedback on your skills, task confidence, self-efficacy, it will all improve. About a year ago, A good friend asked me, what qualifies you to train the people you train to be a life coach? And I can tell you now, I did not respond with, 
because I have the confidence to do so. What I did say led to me feeling confident. I responded and said, I've paid the price. And what I meant by that is that over the last 12, almost 13 years now, I have been in formal education and multiple teaching roles. Plus, I have experience of working with multiple people, both individually and in relationships and within families. I have the experience to match my passion and my investment to the skills that I am sharing. Not only do I teach, I also act and apply these skills daily in my own life to be able to help you and others on their journey. Moving forward, as you consider this idea of, I want to be more confident in this area or that area, what is the confidence attached to? Is it attached to you and your self-esteem? Or is it attached to self-efficacy, so task confidence? Because once you know where you want the confidence to come from, then you can be more intentional about how you increase that confidence. If it's in a task, learning a concept, then you can focus your energy there. If it's in yourself, then start by asking yourself, what do I appreciate about where I am now? What skills have I learned that I can appreciate, that others appreciate, and then build from there? One of my favorite activities to do when it comes to beliefs is asking what is the cost? Let's say that you believe you are not a very confident person, but you want to be. I would ask you to share with me what has believing that cost you in the past? For example, what opportunities have you said no to or closed the door to? What is that costing you now? And after a discussion, I would finish with, if you continue to allow yourself to stay in that story loop, what is it going to cost you in the future? And when you attach that to what somebody values and what their purpose is and what they want to do in life, watch how everything changes. With what I've shared today, I want you to first apply it to yourself and then I want you to apply it to working with your clients. Reach out and let me know how this podcast episode has helped you and what you would like more of in future episodes.